Hey everyone, I hurt myself again. I'm in a goddamn sling, so please stay tuned and listen to my tale of woe on this slinged up bowl of dude soup. I like that uh, you can't ever see it. There we go. Yeah, it, it, to, to, get it, to get the timing right, Omar explained to me, is uh, challenging and makes his job harder, aside from giving him some, some white space to work with around hmm. that. And then, yeah, since the podcast is so long, try to be, try to be conscious of all that. And there we go. There's that sweet, there sweet fade. Nailed it. Oh, my kingdom for a deck that can use alpha channel. Uh, <laughs> so we, uh, so yeah, uh, welcome to Dude Soup. I'm joined by three experts in their relative fields. Uh, marine biology expert, uh, Jacob Fullerton. Also formerly youngest. Fun oh, that's member. right. Well, Did not? I steal that from oh, yeah, I've usurped. Right. I've been I'm usurped. Sorry. That's yeah. right. Youth expert, Alana Pierce. <laughs> Here to tell us all about Fortnite, have you heard of it? No. They like it. Oh. Yeah. Kids like it. And then uh, the expert on youth experts, Bruce Green. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah. That's a little gross. doesn't sound right at all. Unpack that one in your spare time. Why does he get marine biologist? Did we get youth expert and youth expert on youth he expert? He cleaned a shark tank full of shit. Yeah, yeah. he did. Wait, really? Literal yeah, shark really, shit. He really did that. It's a horrific tale. It's on video. I won't tell it right now. That's actually really cool. Yeah, no. yeah hopefully you I'll can tell, tell it I'll tell you all about it. I'll tell I tell details. my horrific tale first, then you tell yours. That's the exchange. Oh, okay. And then Alon and I will, will kvetch and moan about games journalism. <laughs> <laughs> the time, time honor tradition. And then Bruce uh, has something from DeviantArt to read, so. Oh, great. We got a <laughs> real stacked podcast today. Uh, this podcast Ooh, is brought to you by three sponsors the Netflix series Disenchantment. You can watch season one starting on August 17th only on Netflix. Uh, you can get 15% off your movement order today by going to movement.com slash dude soup. And you can check out this week's Blue Apron menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com slash soup. Blueapron.com slash soup. So thank you, sponsors. You see those from people later. with the Blue Apron binders? What? Oh, like they collect all the recipes? Greg Miller has one, Lindsay Jones has one, where they get like binders and then they put all of their Blue Apron, like, Ooh, it's like a thing that you can like fully online, organize. I don't, I don't what know. a bunch of fucking nerds. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there have been times where I've made like a good uh, salad dressing or uh, like a, yeah, basically dressing with Blue Apron stuff and it's something really basic like red wine vinaigrette and shallots and stuff like that. Dice it all up. Um, sometimes I'll keep a card like that if there's a mm. part that I want to use in something else. Yeah. But keeping the full card. I think it's like a collector's thing. It's like you got to catch them all. It's a Pokemon situation. Interesting. They're I all have online, one of those binders. For Every last one of them online. Yeah. Yeah, you like cover it with your own adults. notes, and then yeah. somebody could find it later after you oh. die or something. All of your little your little machinations, your yeah, alterations. Yeah, it's part of a murder mystery. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all of my alterations are just triple the garlic and add a lot more salt. Okay. Because it seems about right. That's good eating. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, I hit a car. I ran into a car with my motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Lawrence yeah. is riding a motorcycle. Yeah, first of all, step one, riding a motorcycle. I mean, we all knew it wasn't a matter of no, that. Yeah. It was a matter it's of It's a matter of right. Oh, this is the first it, time it's It did happened. happen way sooner than I thought it would, though. Right. Oh, it didn't for me. I knew uh, it. I knew immediately. Statistics are usually for six months you get into yeah. something, and I was just on the tail end of that. Okay. I was actually patting myself on the back a few days ago for being accident-free. That was the now problem. I, <laughs> now I can't even reach my back. Uh, but I was wearing all the right gear, made it through with... Uh, Separated shoulder. That's not bad. Yeah, it's a cartilage between a couple of bones is torn, but it'll heal on its own. All the bones are, are nice and safe, so everything. We don't care about how safe you are. Yeah, how did it right. happen? Okay. Get to the action. <laughs> right, the action. So uh, I was going home on Thursday, last Thursday, and there was a wreck on the 405 going south. Mm. Two lanes were closed. People are already, it was already Mad Max territory because mm -hmm. people do whatever the fuck they want on California highways if anything goes wrong. Um, so I was lane splitting, um, which is already dangerous, but I was, I was in a heightened state of awareness, kind of yeah. like a cat, right, right. you know? 
uh, say that. clearly works. <laughs> a cat? Yeah. You know how cats get when they're like activated? I don't know that I've ever described <laughs> you as a cat. No, Lawrence is an seen active me activated. Cat. I have those, seen you activated, I think. Get those heckles up? Yeah. Yeah, my hackles. Hackles. Were raised. Uh, so yeah, lane splitting, but doing slowly because I was like, man, people are already going to be jumping back and forth, which they were. Uh, I could see, you know, down the road people were jumping back and forth across the W.O., which you're not supposed to do, but whatever, it's California. So uh, I'm, I'm cruising on along. Somebody does it right in front of me, which I was kind of expecting to happen. So I slam on the brakes, swerve, they cut to the left, so I go to the right to kind of dodge them. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking down to make sure I don't, like, graze their car or anything like that. And when I look up, I just see the back of a car is completely stopped. So that person was probably swerving to get out of the way of a parked car or just jumping over because they didn't want to slow down. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Uh, so yeah, I just uh, hit the back of that car. Uh, don't remember specifically how it went down. I do remember like going over the handlebars, hit the road with this shoulder. Oh yeah. Uh, but I was wearing a helmet and other protective gear, so nothing else really got hurt. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a jacket. So I saw a guy going? not that long ago on a motorbike in a tank top and was just like, oh idiot. my god, <laughs> complete idiot. <laughs> what a nightmare. If it happens, you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Noah Ray says lane splitting was made illegal last year. Hey, do a Google search. We're in the state of California. It's not illegal here. It's not but, illegal? Nope. As far as I know, no. Oh. It's absolutely not illegal, illegal in California. All the time. I yeah. would have thought it was super illegal. No. Huh. It's uh, it's totally fine here. The only stipulation is you ha you can only split between the two leftmost lanes. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And if there aren't two lanes, you can't lane split because otherwise you're right. riding next to oncoming traffic. Yeah. Whenever I'm in traffic, people seem to be pretty good about like at least moving a little bit when motorcycles are coming down that side mm. too. I try. When I see them, yeah. I try. Okay. Yeah, some people move out of the way. Some people move into the way. <laughs> it's an interesting dynamic for sure. Uh, but yeah, some some people move out of the way. People try to make it uh, safe, except for the people that cut across without signaling or warning or anything. Um, so yeah, I get up, um, I, uh, I hit the engine cutoff, whatever, on my bike, pick it up, start trying to move it over. There's some dudes in a truck who help block traffic, so me and the person I hit, oh, first of all, I run up and ask her if she's okay. She told me The person was, you hit? Yeah. They were in a car, right? Yeah, they were in like a Jeep. So yeah, they were fine. fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely fine. There was like some scrapes on the bumper. I run up and I say, are you okay? She says, she, the first thing she says, there's a baby in the car. Um, I say, well, are they okay? And, you know, I was on a motorcycle, so I'm like. So the answer is yes. You guys are probably okay. Yeah. Um, so she's like, you want to go, go over to the shoulder and, you know, exchange information, of course. So I go over, try to pick up my bike, and already, like, I'm like, oh, fuck, something's messed up with my shoulder. But it's one of those situations where no one else is there. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I should have just left it? I don't know. Oh, you still had to ride home. Sort of. Yeah, I could have t had it towed, but I've also been absolutely fucked by tow companies. Yeah. That shit is borderline illegal. Basically, they'll, they'll listen to scanners, and if you call for a tow, other companies will try to rush to show up first. Oh, my God. And then they awesome. obviously wow. are beholden by the quote that you got. <laughs> yeah. So they'll take your car to whatever lot they want, and then they'll charge you like $90, $100 a night for storage. Wow. Yeah, so if you don't get it out of there right away, and they don't tell you any of this because you've just been in a car wreck, so they just give right. you a piece of paper to sign, and then... So yeah, I didn't want to have to deal with that again. Uh, anyway, uh, get get it over to the shoulder. The shoulder does or the shoulder of the road. My shoulder does something pretty funky when I try to pick my bike up because that shit's heavy. But we get it over just fine. Uh, exchange information. Um, the the poor lady that I ran into was was super. Uh, what's the word? Reasonable. Mm -hmm. uh, she was That's like, yeah, I saw that guy cut you off, and I saw you you were just like buzz into my car. Uh, but she said her her child was fine. And then she looked at the bumper and there were like two scrapes on it. Mm -hmm. So she was like, well, I guess, do you have a shop you want me to take it to? I'm like, I have no clue. So she heads on her way. The guys who stop traffic are gone. And then I'm just sitting there on the side of like, 
rush hour traffic, shoulder's starting to hurt really bad. Oh. But the bike still rides, so I do ride at home. Oh, um, as carefully and quietly as I can. But this is also like, things are getting real bad on the freeway for yeah, one. it's really busy. That was a Friday night, right? It was Thursday, yeah, Thursday. Was, oh, Thursday, Thursday night. night, Thursday night, yeah. But yeah, so here, like, I have to go south, and every road going south is gonna be slammed. Yeah. So I'm like, I didn't know what my options were. If I call a ride share or something like that, they're gonna be stuck in traffic to get to me, yeah. and then to get me out of it, and then it was gonna be like hours until I could get to a doctor. Yeah. I was like, I don't wanna, I can't call an ambulance either, because it doesn't, doesn't necessitate Warrant, that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's also expensive. So yeah, I'm just like, well, shit, cool. So um, I'm riding back, you know, through rush hour traffic, and it's weird how that stuff really changes your perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is just like hungry or needs to use the bathroom, and I'm like, well, I kind of want to throw up right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My arm doesn't quite work perfectly. Yeah. Uh, so split screen, yeah, you're right. This is uh, disclosing potential lawsuit things. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I, I am in the state of California, and, and I've thought a lot about that. I am just gonna throw it out there for whatever for whatever my perspective was, and man, if, if she claims like neck pain, sued. that's gonna be real intense because yeah, I'm on a motorcycle, all right. pretty low speed, but whatever. Yeah. Given that I walked away from it, for someone else to claim injury would be pretty special. But yeah. hey, it's California. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I get the bike home, and then I'm like, well, time to go to urgent care because I'm pretty familiar mm-hmm. with that. So I call up a, a ride share, go to the nearest urgent care. I get there; it's a 24-hour urgent care. That's good. But then I bang on the door and the guy like buzzes me in and he's like, you care for urgent care? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, our urgent care hours are over. What? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that could happen. What? What time, um, what time is it? This was like 7 p.m. What? No, like 6.30. What? Yeah. yeah. But then I was like, okay, well, and then he's like, what's wrong? I was like, well, I think my shoulder might be dislocated. And he said, oh, they don't do that at urgent care. Uh, Where do they do that? ER, you oh, have to go to the ER. Okay. Wow. Uh, is this a different urgent care than last time? Yes. Okay. Lost <laughs> time? What was it like a when he fell off month the roof. ago? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. It was a different urgent care. Actually, yes, not great. Uh, if you walk in there, like, hey, you're back. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, if if your shoulder is low dislo- dislocated and have to pop it back in, they will give you some pretty heavy painkillers first. Oh, gotcha. Mm. Which is nice of them. Yeah. Um, was but, it dislocated? No. Okay. Uh, it's hard to tell. It was already like really swollen and painful at that point. So then I'm like on the side of the road next to a next to a Chipotle. Did you get like, Chipotle? Did you get <laughs> no, Chipotle? No, I didn't. Sorry, Bruce. I was really hungry too. I was I like, I've been trying to cut calories, and I was anyway. Chipotle can be healthy. It can. Yeah. Yeah, my, I wasn't eating chicken. Is just fine. You're right. I should have had some Chipotle. <laughs> you should have. But uh, <laughs> mistake number two. I know. <laughs> Only two. The only problem is also like. I'd never been to an emergency room before. I didn't oh. know how to find one. So I opened up yeah. Google Maps and punched in emergency room, which doesn't bring up emergency yeah. room. Sounds like the name of a cool bar. Yeah, so. basically. It brings <laughs> the emergency up, room. Yeah, bodegas and stuff. <laughs> so I had to call I had to call a place that was in like Torrance and ask them where a hospital was near me. <laughs> really? Yeah, and then they, they could actually source them for me because Usually it should just be a, literally just a Google search, or even if you call nine one or a Four one one. Yeah, nine one one actually. Nine one one will do it too. I didn't want to call an emergency. You get fined for calling nine one one. I called the police non-emergency number and walked through their like robocall list. You can do that because there wasn't a human, and I was just my arm was throbbing. I was like, please just tell me where to go get (laughs) hit. Anyway, eventually figured it out. Another urgent care told me where a hospital was that I could go to. Hmm. So I went there and met a very interesting cast of characters because boy, the ER (laughs) has got some people in it. 
So I go to check in. They're all like you. Essentially, yes. <laughs> well, no, they, uh, you want to talk about perspective, Ten man. Ten Lawrence clones. <laughs> I thought I was having a rough, a rough afternoon, but not compared to a lot of those people. And they had to wait, too. Um, I had a friend who worked in a hospital basically over like a summer period. He would go and work in a hospital. And most of what would happen was he would have to like clean up basically just tons of blood after Ugh. someone had had a quad bike accident. And there was one time that a seven-year-old girl came in just ha having limbs gone. Oh, and he had to God. clean up after it. And they had mandatory counseling for that stuff. And he was oh, like, yeah. at least you have that. Because they're like, no one is going to be OK after what happened today. Like, someone needs help. He's like, gracious. he got paid tons of money. But it's like, I, mean, I wouldn't want to do that. It sounds yeah. terrible. <laughs> he basically only had to work that six months and then didn't work for the rest of the year. But it's like, Oof. good. No, <laughs> no, trade off. fine. Get away from <laughs> me, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, so I get, I get to the ER. They hand me my like check-in paperwork. I sit down and I start filling it out and then a girl sits next to me is on the phone and the very first thing she says is, yeah, I think I just had a miscarriage. Oh, like oh. basically in that tone too. So I'm trying not to react because, well, she didn't seem too bothered by it, but I was just, okay, let's keep filling this out. And then like, I turn that back in and I sit back down and wait and then I look and I notice everyone's wearing a surgical mask, except for me. Uh-oh. Um, that's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Hallucinating? Patient zero. There was a gentleman in that room that everyone was trying desperately to not sit near. Was hmm. he like, do you look like a homeless man or do you look like a. He was messed. Like a zombie? zombie? Not quite like yeah, a. Yeah, like zombie's a better. Druggy, okay. yeah. He wasn't present. Um, but yeah, nobody wanted to be next to him. And sometimes he'd get up and start walking somewhere, and an orderly would come back and very clearly but decisively say, Sir, you need to sit down. Just sit down right here. Oh, man. And then when he sat in a different chair, I heard somebody say, oh boy, we gotta sterilize that chair. So then a dude came out what? and just unceremoniously started spritzing it down. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what was going on there. Whoa. This sounds like the start of a Stephen King book. Oh shit, maybe. Yeah. I'm sorry guys. I just I just gave you all stand disease. Did he touch that Austin bat? Yeah. <laughs> oh maybe. <laughs> yeah, we had rabies. Yeah, the rabies bat. The rabies bat everyone was like taking selfies with? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, oh just I guess in case people don't know, apparently there was a cute little bat that was hanging out during the day near RTX and everyone yeah. thought it was the cutest thing except a bat out during the day didn't really trigger anyone's like warning nope. system. It wouldn't it turned out it had rabies. I would have been like, oh, it's just a bat. It was a pretty I cute bat. I would have taken a picture a with it. A friendly bat. But. Yeah, they don't normally do that. And when animals do things they don't normally do, odds are there <laughs> might be something they got rabies. Wrong. Yeah. So if you pet the bat, go get checked for rabies or have a shot. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, oh yeah, so then they, they invite me back to sit in another chair which I do for like another hour. I invite you back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they took my blood like pressure. Ways, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and while I'm sitting back there, some dude who's like wearing board shorts and nothing else, like cool California bro, mm -hmm. he just like gets up and walks out of a room and walks out the exit. But he was like dragging cables and cords and stuff. Not on earth. Yeah. I'm like, well that's weird, but I'm not a doctor. And then like an orderly walks out of the hallway and looks around and like, is like, where did he go? And I pop up and said he, he left out that way. And then dude is like super confused, but he's like, well, okay. <laughs> and then a second later, they're ushering him back in because apparently he just got up and like pulled his IV thing oh out. Oh my God. And just decided to walk uh -oh. out. And they were like, you're dripping blood. You can't be doing this. And then it was weird because he started off calm. He was basically like, listen, I'm very anxious. I have a claustrophobia. I just needed to get out. And everyone who worked at the hospital was just like super chill about it. They were like, yeah, no problem. You just, you know, you got to let us know. And like we have, we have some food coming for you if you feel bad. And then like he got more and more panicked as everyone else was being more and more calm, hmm. which was really odd. Because then it started. This escalating. sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> a little bit. 
Yeah, he was going off about how now he had asthma and he just needs some air and why are you guys keeping me here? And then everybody wow. kept saying, we're not. If We have a sandwich coming and if you want, you can stay for the sandwich or you can go and then he'd just be like, no, I can't stay in here anymore. It was re very strange. I hmm. guess maybe he was going up on something while they were trying to calm him down. Probably. Uh, so yeah, there was that guy who, <laughs> who like just kept screaming at people in the hallway. Then I got into the room uh, where I got to sit in a bed and watch... Um, Perfect murder uh, without Whoa. any sound. So that's exciting oh. too. Nice. And then they didn't get Chipotle though. So. Not yeah. yet. Um, what? No food. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> still very hungry at this point. He still this, hasn't eaten since last Thursday. But it was your sandwich, food, right? Oh yeah. no, that would have cost too much money. I don't uh, know. They yeah, just checked me out. At least sixty dollars for a sandwich. At least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They. Uh, then they. They. So there's two beds a room. Um, I sit down for a while, and then they. They like usher another dude in. He gets down onto a bed. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't look good. He's shambling, head down. No one looks good in the ER, basically. Uh, and then I hear them like exchanging notes, like the orderly and the doctor, and they're like, "Yeah, we found him in a bush." <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, apparently, he then came to and described his symptoms. He's like, "Yeah, just crazy vomiting, diarrhea, nausea, all of that." And he's like, "This is normal. I get this for 32 hours. I'm puking and shitting, and then it's just over." Oh. So he's okay. What? Yeah, good for I guess, him. I guess he was in the middle of one of his spells where he just vomits and shits everywhere. <laughs> Sounds like he might have a disease or yeah. some sort of infection. Yes. Yeah. Not yeah. normal. He Not. kept uh, getting up and just kind of wandering out and then he'd be ushered back to the bed and they'd say, please stay here. We're bringing you like water. Please stay here. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd get up and wander away again. Uh, anyway, so apparently, they, they dealt with me pretty quickly. I just had to wait for the machine to arrive. So now x-rays come to you, which is pretty cool. No. There's a giant fucking Star Wars space laser that they <gasps> wheel into the room. Cool. They throw the plate behind you and then they just shoot it at the area and then they get the readouts that way, which is pretty badass. So that was pretty easy. Uh, so they take their x-rays, they're like, well, you have no broken bones. You just have a torn cartilage that'll repair itself. You just have to ice it, keep, keep weight off of it. We'll give you a sling, you're all good to go. I was like, woo, I can tell, like Stephanie was, on another state of anxiety. She's usually yeah. operating at like a 10 and somehow she broke the meter. Um, she's, That's Lawrence's girlfriend. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah she Definitely. cares a great deal for me and also is prone to worry. So those two things intersecting is never a good thing. Mm. Um, and I didn't want to, I don't know, maybe you guys can help me with this. When you know somebody's going to worry but you know it's not a big deal, or rather you're pretty sure it's not a big deal, is it okay to not tell them until you know the full breadth oh, of what you're talking you're about saying. to prevent them from like running away and worrying about things too much. Depends how mad they'd be. Well, it's not yeah, even mad. So. It's, it's just like worry. It's concern. It's, it's a good, it's a good it's question. Anger. That's a really good question. I don't know the answer. Yeah, I don't either. Because then you're kind of making decisions for someone else about how to, yeah, I don't know. I worry. I, I have started to worry about that because I care for her and I don't want her to worry undoing. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it depends how mad she would be that you hadn't told her immediately. Yeah. It's mm. a balance, right? Is it? It's like, would she be super mad and feel betrayed? Because then that would be bad, or would she just, am I just avoiding anxiousness? Yeah, I guess it depends on question. what you know as well. Like, if you don't know anything, then maybe you have nothing to actually say. What you shouldn't do is lie. Yeah, don't okay. do that. Yeah. That's <laughs> sort of the bottom line. Like, I don't know. Pretty general life advice. Yeah, I don't know if you've asked, like, oh, if she asked, she was like, all right, were you in an accident? Or like, are you okay? And you say, yes, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, you kind of have to say. I'm at, the, yeah. I'm at the emergency room making sure that I'm okay, or something mm -hmm. like that. You yeah, the, the way I handled I think it if is if I was like, in an accident like that, Blaine would have a panic attack. Uh, like, yeah. he would freak out a lot. So, but you would probably want to wait to tell him until you were checked out, a doctor said you're totally fine, you can go back and say... I think I would, yes. I yeah. think I would wait, yeah. 
I waited to tell my mom. Hopefully yeah. Blaine's watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> because now get some text be like, oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah? No, no, well, no. I haven't been in an accident. <laughs> Not yet. Not ever. That I've told you about. No, I really haven't. Uh, oh, yeah. So I, I um, they basically do the x-ray. They tell me I'm clear. Uh, they, they write me some prescriptions for some... Like, this is something I've always been confused for. Why do they write you a prescription for kind of stronger ibuprofen? I can just take three of them. That's so weird. I don't know. I don't get it. Hmm. I, I'm probably because they don't want you taking a shitload of ibuprofen. Mm. It also probably digests differently. Yeah. Oh, it might. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Like one thing that always really annoyed me was when I got I had to get one wisdom tooth out and it was really bad, like it was infected, it was a terrible oh, experience. Man. I just got one out and then I had to go to the pharmacy to get the drugs and it took 40 minutes. So I'm just sitting there with a swollen face with blood coming out of my oh, mouth, God. just sitting there in pain for 40 minutes, like please just give me drugs. <laughs> yep. And then I went back to work. Oh, oh nice. nice. How could you concentrate on anything work-related? Huh. Well, yeah, it was that till till six. Yeah, well <laughs> like, six. Yeah, were, were you in any videos that day? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So while I'm out in the hallway, got my X-rays done. Basically, gave me a clean bill of health. Well, clean-ish. They're trying to find my chart, which has disappeared. And uh, that that all gets sidetracked because the guy who was sitting next to me apparently wandered out into the hallway and collapsed somewhere. Um, so there. This is the poopy vomity guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> was there was he the one who needed to be sterilized? No, two separate people. Okay. Different guy. Um, so they <laughs> all goodness. they all rush to find him. They bring him back in in like a wheelchair, and boy, he had an incident. He uh, had a poo incident. Oh no! Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pretty that's rough. Gross. <laughs> So what a surprise, he had a poop incident. He said yeah. it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> he said it would pass. I don't think he, he was in the middle of it not being fine. Maybe that was the passing. He's yeah. Just himself. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that you are literally passing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in the middle of all that, um, basically the doctor basically remarks like, "Wow, you're very pleasant." And I'm like, "Well, I have the luxury of being, you know, I'm not shitting yeah. my brains out right yeah. now." Uh, I don't know. I've always, I don't know how. I mean, th- there's been a lot of stuff about that about people that work jobs like that at ERs and stuff like that. Just don't get paid enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remotely don't get, or not even remotely get paid enough, but how to even deal with, just having to deal with people who are having their worst day all the time. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I always try to be, I don't know, nice when I'm in those situations. Because yeah. I feel like just a, a smile or somebody that's not freaking out or, or misdirecting all their anger at you would be That would be a weird environment to work in where everyone is always stressed and panicked and like you have to deal with family members who are stressed and panicked like, That'd be tough. Yeah, typically those people are like the nurses and doctors and stuff like that are the best at handling stress because they're mm. they don't ever have to like they never get stressed out about that stuff because they deal with it so often. Or yeah. so. they wouldn't get stressed about basic stuff because they see terrible shit happen to other people every day. That I mean, like I've known a lot of nurses and doctors and people that just like emergency crews, and that's kind of the way they are. Yeah, like, in it's that very profession, rare that they stress out about stuff. Yeah, in that profession, it's like. You can't be stressed out about no. things. So you can't perform your job right. right. Yeah, yeah. You have you have to be calm and collected and, yeah. and know exactly what to do when something happens. Um, so those usually those people are. Although I have seen it come out in other ways where they get really upset at tiny little things about just in uh, life, you know, which yeah. Is, yeah. It makes sense to me because they need to blow it off somewhere, right? That's true. So this is the coolest comment ever. Carefree Lama in the chat says. I have the same brittle bone disease as Mr. Glass, so I'm Whoa. definitely used to the ER. It was funny to hear somebody who isn't used to it describe it. <laughs> uh, I don't know, that was the first time I've been in an ER. I was that say, I remember. Yeah, Lawrence, you're not used to that by now? No, I don't go to the ER. Okay. Sturdy. Everything I mess up is usually uh, pretty superficial. Right. Sorry, <laughs> you go to urgent care. Instead. I'm kind of indestructible. I've never been to urgent care. 
Never? Me either. Oh man, it's becoming a routine for me. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I walk, tried to one time when I was in Boston and they wouldn't take me because I didn't have insurance there. It was oh. like I had California insurance and I was like, but I'm really <laughs> sick. They were like, well, like, oh boy. Yeah, but we're on dying. What kind of sick was it? What were you going I was for? vomiting. Oh, okay. Ooh. It was pretty bad, oh, man. Oh, man. It was during PAX, too. And it was just like, well, I, mean, oh, God. I guess I just, Lawrence, again, you, keep walking. Are you tired of being in hospitals? Uh, I'm tired of being uh, injured. Yeah. Do you just have bad luck? I want to go back to the gym. No, no, no. I earn, I earn every single <laughs> shitty thing that gotcha. happens to me. Um, definitely don't. <laughs> I don't know. In, in, in this case, it's hard for me to imagine a series of events that could have prevented what happened from happening. Right. I mean, other than you not buying a motorcycle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> other than just not being on a motorcycle. Well, that's why I don't have one. Even then, it would have been a fender bender, but whatever. Um, but yes, it's it's fundamentally not safe. Um, yeah, no, I actually, as I was leaving, the doctor was like, hey, just want to tell you, all the nurses and doctors around here hate motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I get it. I, I was, get it. I was, I was going to ask you, did you learn a lesson? I'm not saying you should have. I'm just asking if you did. Uh, just out of curiosity. Yeah. The lessons I learned, yes, are uh, on a motorcycle, having one backup plan isn't enough. So when, we, when I was doing motorcycle safety training, they said, you know, you have to have an escape, no matter what. Always have an escape. And I did. I had a little pocket next to me that I was going to dive into if something weird happened. But that wasn't enough. You need two. Yeah. You need a, a fallback if that one doesn't work out and, and be ready to use it right away. So it's not thinking one step ahead, it's thinking two. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, is what I'm going to do. Second lesson is uh, I need, and Chad, one of the guys who does a lot of biking in the office, has told me repeatedly, uh, I need a better motorcycle jacket. Oh. Mm. Um, one that there are ones that have armor plates in them. Ooh, cool. Yeah, it makes them really bulky and hot, but totally worth it. Yes, yeah. uh, absolutely worth it. No, he he recounts multiple times tales of people who just a minor accident. You know, same same old thing. They go down and their their ankles just evaporated. Swish, <laughs> just gone, gone. and then yeah, it's just ten pins in your foot forever. It hurts every time the weather changes. That's just the rest of your life. And he's he's. Done a very good job of convincing me that I, I need to get gear. I just not have gonna to get a bike. go fucking do yeah. it. Yeah. I was gonna do say, it. are you gonna get a car? I can't afford a car. I could barely afford a bike, dude. What? I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I, I couldn't even afford the bike, really. I'm still paying it off. Well, kind of. I mean, I put it on a cart, but. When you were walking out of the ER with your shoulder injury, were all the other like really fucked up people making fun of it? <laughs> like, they're, look at that guy. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say yes. But no, they, they were all too, you know, everyone's so, tuned into their own problems. Yeah. Mm. They don't really look around much. Uh, most most people are just buried in their phones trying to make the minutes go by until they can get any yeah. kind of relief. Right. Um, but my, so my question to all of you guys, uh, as a result of this this incident, um, in your life, when did some when did some tragedy befall you that you fundamentally believe could not have been avoided? Not Aside from like just rewriting the last months of your life. And I'll leave you on that. You guys can ruminate on that because I got a bit of an ad read. Well nice. Uh, so we've got, this podcast is sponsored by Disenchantment, which is a show created by Matt Groening, uh, creator of The Simpsons and Futurama. Uh, Disenchantment is a show coming to Netflix, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, tomorrow, uh, this coming Friday. Uh, it's placed in a medieval fantasy world. It, has an it is an ensemble comedy featuring three main characters, Princess Bean, uh, Elfo, and Lucy, who meet, form an unlikely trio, and go on adventures together. Uh, I'm really excited about this. A lot of people have fond memories of Futurama and shows like this. This was actually done by the, is being done by the same animation studio, or Rough Draft. Uh, the people who did Futurama are also working on this, and then sync the creator. Also features the voice talents of Abby Jacobson as Princess Bean, she's from Broad City. Uh, Eric Andre will be doing Lucy. Uh, Nat Faxon as Elfo. And then some other luminaires such as John DiMaggio, you know, mm -hmm. has been done voice work for years and years. 
Billy West, uh, Noel Fielding, and uh, Matt Berry caught my eye too. That's a good cost. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good yeah. cast. A lot of good names in there. Uh, I'm really excited to watch it because, yeah. you know, Futurama was great, Simpsons was great. Uh, and anyway, watch Disenchantment if you're watching on YouTube um, on Thursday. It starts tomorrow, August 17th. So uh, check it out. I'm excited to watch it. Can't wait. I hope the whole thing, the whole thing is just dropped at once so I can binge. Although I never <laughs> did, I never did finish season four of Futurama, like the, the renewed season. Mm. real good. Was that four? Was it four, five? I don't know. Yeah. It was later than that. I don't know. All the movies counted as a season, so I think it was five. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. Got it. Yeah, I only saw two of the movies too. Mm-hmm. They were good. Yeah. It's uh, making movies out of animated series is always such a weird. Yeah, because it's just the same thing. Basically, Stop just Talk did a pretty good job of that. Uh, okay, anyway, um, Jacob, I'm curious. You don't have to have a tale of woe, but I'd like to hear it if you do. I, there's one thing I can think of. This is like when I was really, really young. I might have been like five or six or something. Um, I got a brother who's four years younger than me, and he was just like a little toddler at the time. And um, so I don't remember. I remember it specifically because I think it was a little bit scarring. Um, but. He was a little toddler, and we came back home from somewhere. So from the garage to the house, there's like a step. Like, it's a normal thing, you know? And my brother had a screwdriver in his hand. Oh, no. And he was running with it. He called this school driver. Very oh. cute, very adorable. <laughs> um, he was running with it. Yes, he was running with the school driver, doing like a little toddler walk. And going to the house, he tripped mm. and fell. Um, forehead first into the screwdriver. Oh, shit. <laughs> Story's giving me anxiety. It didn't puncture his head. Oh, that's good. It, like, hit his skull and made a lot of bleeding happen. So did, like, oh. hit and scrape? Or? I, I didn't really see this part. Okay. I just, like, saw the fall, and then there was lots of blood, and he had a screwdriver in his hand, and I remember, like, my mom freaking out or something, and we are like, oh, we gotta go to the hospital, because he just stabbed himself in the forehead with a screwdriver. Um, because there's so much blood, you couldn't really see how, what kind of damage it was. So, um, yeah, was, uh, we went to the hospital, and they're just like, oh, he, he's okay. He just was bleeding a lot, and he just has like a little Phillips head mark in the middle of his forehead. <laughs> I don't think that's still there anymore. Oh, I'll leave you check. I ran into a pole when I was like six, and I have a permanent scar on my forehead from it. Oh, wow. Because I ran like smack into the middle of a corner of a like. Why did you run into pole? a pole? Yeah. yeah. Any context on that? Nope. You just charge I, don't, I don't even remember it. Did you think <laughs> just, it was an animal? I think I was like chasing someone in a store and just oh, okay. smacked into a pole. Like I really don't know. But I love kids. Yeah, you don't remember what you do. Only for as that. As a kid, yeah. you're just like charging. Just happened. You just run at yeah. things, and then hopefully it, it works. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So that didn't it didn't befall me, but I just remember that happening. And I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like it just happened to be in the wrong place. He was holding it like yeah. here or something as he went down. Could have been so much worse though. Yeah, all he had way to do was lift his leg a little bit. Yeah, he yeah. could have yeah. got the eye. It could have yeah. gone all the way into his skull. Or his eye, yeah. that's terrifying. Yeah. That is some but, that is some Final Destination shit. It, it is. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah it totally would have killed him. Yeah. So that was um, pretty fortunate how that turned out. Yeah, I guess all things considered, could have been worse, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Good, good. Very preventable uh, thing, but yeah, don't run while holding things that you could, you know. Yeah, just don't run don't. with school drivers. Yeah. Who are you talking Kids. to? I'm talking to them. Omar specifically. Omar, you hear me? <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> we got a lot of screwdrivers in this office. Alana, do you have a, a tale of woe? Well, kind of. I think this is just an interesting story, and I'm thinking about it because of traffic accidents. So, um, sort of off topic, but 
uh, I had a car back in Australia and the guy that I was dating at the time would like borrow the car and I was because I was in the games industry in Australia and I lived in Brisbane, the games industry is in Sydney, I very often had to travel. So I was in Sydney all the time and I would let him borrow my car. And I always thought he was a bad driver, but it like never really thought about it very much. Got back from Sydney one day, he picked me up from the airport and was just like weird. He was just being very strange. Something was weird and I was just like, something is going on, but I don't know what it is. Um, he dropped me home, left my car, and then I think he went home. And I later figured out there was like a ton of damage to the front of my car, like a oh. ton of it. It was like, okay, something is clearly happening here <laughs> that he did not tell me about. And he had said, I was like, why didn't you tell me about this? He was like, oh, someone just like reversed into your car when I was parked or whatever. And I was like, you know what? I don't believe you. Like I straight up, I don't believe that's what happened. I think you would have told me immediately if that happened. He had also lied about a ton of other stuff. So I was like, I straight up don't believe you. And he was really mad at me for saying that. Like yelled oh, at me, was like, was why don't you believe me? You know, oh, just no. like, I'm gonna let it slide, but I don't believe you. <laughs> and then I got a thing in the mail that was a picture of the car accident that oh. he had caused. Oh, and it was no. a $1,800 fine that no. I had to pay because it had the license plate and it was like a literal camera image of the car accident. Oh. And I was like, okay. So he like got mad at me for saying that he had lied about this thing, <laughs> damaged my car, which was the most expensive thing that I owned and I had to pay the bill. So I called him and was like, hey, you owe me this money and we're breaking up. Like that was the end of that. <laughs> that was the I was relationship like, too? well, because how would I ever trust anything you'd ever yeah, say ever yeah, again? Yeah, it was just was like, right, I am yeah. super done. Yeah. But it was like a thing that I, I turned out, I had to pay for it and he had to pay me back because he had also lied to me the whole time about having his driver's license. Jesus Christ. He didn't have his license at any oh point. Oh my God. And I was just like, yeah, sure, he has his license. Like, why would you like... How long did you date this What guy? kind of loser would not I have his like license? I think like a year. Okay. Yeah, and he lied time. to me about like his job. That's a and, long time. Yeah, loads of stuff. Good, was, for, good for you for sticking in there and trying it out. I didn't know. Yeah. the thing. Like, yeah. I would call him a pathological liar. Like, I think he's a textbook pathological liar where he was like just... Anything that sounds impressive, he would say it. But mm. when someone is like that, you don't realize until a lot of stuff happens. And he had told me he was a professional rugby player, and I was like, sure, oh. whatever. And he would leave my <laughs> apartment dressed, dressed in rugby gear, and then I found out he wasn't playing. So like there was one time he'd stayed with me for like a week, and he was like, oh, I was like, don't, don't you have rugby at some point? You haven't been. And he was like, oh yeah, I have to go tomorrow. So he puts on his rugby gear and I drop him at the train station. He was never playing rugby. So what did he, where was he going? <laughs> just sitting there. I think he just went to the train station. Just following like, through with the lie. Why didn't you just tell me you were lying? It was, it was insane. <laughs> I wow. guess that's when yeah. you know they're pathological and they just like, they're just gonna follow through with it. Well, I mean, no it means that he what. had bought rugby gear oh, absolutely. to bring to my apartment to pretend to play rugby. It sat at the train station in rugby gear. Yeah, and I only caught him out about lying for the rugby because I had to lie to him. I was like, hey, I met someone on your rugby team and they said you don't play rugby. And he was like, what was his name? And I was like, Matt? <laughs> That's a double bluff. Like, I don't, I don't know. And then he was idea. like, you're right, how long have you known? And I was like, I'm right? That was a really good idea. Yeah. Because yeah. well I was wow. like, how else do you catch someone? And then like he'd that. be like, but you saw me in my uniform. You dropped me at the train station. Like, so it sounds insane. Was the gear used or was it just pristine the whole time? I didn't pay attention. Yeah. Because you, don't, you have no reason to. Well, right. What you should have said was, I'll go and watch you play rugby. Let's go. I had asked to. Oh, like, man. Multiple times. There's always a reason not to. There's always a okay. reason not to. There's always like, oh, not today. Shoulder, like, oh, we're gonna practice. Like, I'll go watch. I'll go. Watch. Yeah. I'll be there. Let's do it. Yeah. I don't know that he would take you to an empty field and be like, what? what? Oh, yeah. Where's oh. everybody else? Exactly. Oh, was canceled. Looks at his phone. Oh, I got canceled. Dang. <laughs> well, there was one time where I was studying with a friend because uh, I was <laughs> at uni at the time as well, and he knew that I was studying with this guy friend. It's like my oldest friend that I've had for a really long time, and he called me and was like, oh. 
I got in trouble at rugby tonight. The coach was really mad at me. He was just like giving me this sob story that retrospectively I was like, he was clearly mad. I was hanging out with a dude yeah. and called me to make me feel bad about a rugby team he was never a part of. It's just like, oh my God. Man, what, a, what an amazing yeah, liar. It was insane. <laughs> I'm so wow, curious to know. I think what? pathological liars are just like, you would never know until until it happens. And then yeah. you're just like, how, why? Like, that's the biggest thing is always, why did you lie about any of this? If he had yeah. been like, I got in a car accident, I'll pay for it. I would have been like, cool. Like, yeah. All right, I don't mind. It's not a big deal. He's just giving himself a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. To like make things, to like yeah. keep it going. You really got to think about they, it. I, think, I feel like they don't want to be embarrassed, right? He doesn't want to be, because it would be embarrassing to say, I'm unemployed and don't do anything. Yes. yes. Right? I no and I think it's life. also that like, by comparison, I had an impressive career. I was already wa- working in games. Right, exactly. So he's like, well, I have to make something up that's cool. But I didn't care. He was like, <laughs> but you don't though. Like, I don't care. Oh, it's all care. for their own, their own egos. I think so. Sadly, not for anyone else's. Yeah. I think it's it's just creating a mental space that you can live in where you yeah. don't have to confront reality. Absolutely. Whether yeah. that's crushing your girlfriend's car, or not having a job, or not being on a rugby team. I want to know Lying about having a driver's license. Like, he drove me places. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, boy, like, that's you, scary. You could have killed me. It's not just like lying. I don't know. It Jeez. was crazy. It was crazy. Uh, Bruce. Oh, yeah. I, I know. Yeah, top had, that. some shit happen yeah. to you. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, like, emotionally, yes. Lots and lots of things. But, uh, but. Yeah, we need the pop. We need the physicality. But physically, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Physically. Well, there was a, I think I've told the story before on a podcast where. When I broke my finger with lifting weights, did you guys ever hear that? Did that happened during. Ooh. It happened when I was here. I don't know if you ever. I've heard that story. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if I told happen, that story on content. I may have. Um, so oh, we're, I'll, not, I'll, we're in RT podcast territory now, man. I'll, this is episode 187. Fuck it, that can be a repeat. I'll story. try. I'll try and go fast through it. Um, it's basically like a full screen has a gym that you can go to and lift weights. And I, I don't know. Have you been to the full screen yeah. gym? Yeah. They have the. You know, weight machines that basically have the plates that are layered, and mm-hmm. you can put a little pin in. Oh no! How like you know, like if I want to lift forty pounds, you move the pin down, or I want thirty pounds or whatever. And I, I would go all the time. I'd mm-hmm. been to that gym, I don't know, fifty times, and uh, I kind of knew the quirks of the machines because that gym is not well kept. Um, and uh, I one of the one of the times I went to the uh, weight machine, I kind of noticed that the weights would stick, and I knew that about the machine. So what I used to do was I used to. I used to, it was like, a, it was like literally a trap. I, I had to like bang it to, and I'd wait for the last plate to fall down. Yeah. So all the plates would be on the bottom because, you know, gravity would take them all the way down. But there's always be one that was stuck. It was a five pound plate and it was mm-hmm. stuck there. So I'd always have to bang it and it'd fall down and then I'd lift the weights. Um, there was one time I forgot. Uh, and there's one time I forgot about the plate that was stuck to the top. And so what I did was I was trying to like move the pin down. I couldn't move the pin. And so what I had to do was I had to press down on it was this. It was it was this hand. I had to press down with my left hand on all of the plates, and then pull the pin out, oh. right, like just like a trap, and pull the pin out. <laughs> and then uh, when I did that, uh, I was like, all right, so I got to press this down, pull it out, and then I can move it to wherever I want to go. So I pulled it out, and the and the five pound oh. slammed down on, on my just on the very tip ah. of my finger. It wasn't even in the middle. If it had been in my hand, I wouldn't have broken anything. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it would have hurt. But it wouldn't have broken anything. Yeah. It, it actually slammed down on the very tip of my finger, mm. and imme- like broke it right away. And like I, you knew it was broken right oh, away. Immediately, yeah. and I like I, I held it up, and it was all bloody, and, uh. like, and it was just like fucked. And I was like, "Holy shit, this hurts so much!" And it was oh, the same story God. where before I had to sit at a Rite Aid for like two hours yeah. and wait for them to give me uh, pain medication. Mm. Well, I was just sitting there as, as it was throbbing, and like you know, like it was the kind of throbbing that you, you feel sick, you feel like you're gonna throw up because you're in yeah. so much pain. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever been in that much pain. And I went through like 
hours of surgery and all sorts of other things. But it's a very specific kind of pain. It was bone trauma. It, it was. It's I cut my hand else. open one time and still got a scar from it, uh, trying to slice an amiibo in half. But it was with a hacksaw, <laughs> and I just like cut it, and it was like a pretty solid oh. amount. Oh, you're like, holding the saw in one hand and the amiibo yeah, I'm, like, trying in to your cut. Because I got frustrated because oh. it's really hard to cut. Okay. And so I was just like. And, yeah. and it, it was so much blood, but it didn't hurt at all in a way that I was just mm. staring at it like... It's weird, right? Hmm, burning. That's, ah. Yeah, because you, you'll just bleed for a long time and then it'll hurt later. Yeah. This was not that. I feel like it was a shock situation where I was like, oh no, that's a lot of blood and there's yeah. a bunch of skin. Yeah. All right. Those are like a clean cut. That's that's how you know there's there's no pain, it's usually a clean cut. Mm-hmm. This was not. Pretty deep, this was not. This yeah. was a. This was a. I had shattered the bone. Because oh, I went and so got an X-ray, and he was like, "Yeah, that's broken." How do you fix that? And you just uh, I put a, you put a brace on, um, oh. and then like basically wear the brace for six weeks. Little plastic thing. <laughs> oh, I did. God. And it was fine. And it, it's fine now. It took it took a while to come to like get back into bending territory. Yeah. Flex at all? Yeah. All good. Intense. <sighs> yeah. Moving on from this horrific <laughs> yeah. topic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's let's move on to lighter territory. Bruce Bruce lost control of his fingers for a little bit. But somebody on the internet lost control of something far, far more dear. And I, hold on, I gotta. Wait, where do you have a prop? I had. Oh wait, I left it in my desk. Oh man. What Uh-oh. is it? I'm disappointed. Yeah, I actually don't know of anyone uh, that can go get it aside from me. And I usually that'd be me. That would be me, and I'm here. I can go get it. I'll just unplug. <laughs> I think wait. he's gone. Yeah. I'll go. What is it? It's under my monitor stand. It's a, it's a piece of paper. Okay, I'll it's be right. Print out. It's a DeviantArt post. Wow, <laughs> uh, oh, Sacred Dreamcast magazine. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, so I have something for Bruce to read. A, a tale of, another tale of woe from the internet about loss, but first I guess we can, uh, oh god. What you, what? <laughs> this is really sad. That's a 20 minute video about uh, how games journalism has died or whatever. <laughs> the irony is it was never alive uh, in the first place. <laughs> true. Nailed it. Done Man. Uh, okay, so Alana spent a lot of time at IGN and before that, actually let's let's hear your credentials here. What, what has been your path through games journalism? Uh, I've been in games media for seven years now. Um, I started out as a volunteer writer and then moved on to like volunteer working on radio and video in Australia and then started studying journalism and entertainment while I was still volunteering and then I started writing freelance for magazines and I did that for about two years um, and then was just freelancing, writing, working on TV, uh, working on radio, and then I eventually got a full-time job working on TV in Australia, still hosting a radio show, um, occasionally writing for places, and then moved to uh, IGN three years ago, and now I'm here. What, okay. uh, what publications and stuff, because I'm curious, what publications and stuff were you at before IGN? So the company that I was working at before IGN, directly before, was called RealFeed, which is technically a network, mm-hmm. um, but I had written for, like, I'd written for Kotaku, I'd written for, I think I'd written for IGN before I started, I had, yeah. Cool. So just, the freelance stuff was like everything, but um, the first magazine that I had written for was called Hyper Magazine, which is just a pop- mm. popular games magazine in Australia, so. Cool. Yeah, kind of lots of stuff. Uh, my experience is largely similar. A lot of volunteer stuff to start. Yeah. Then like rev share stuff for just like pennies per story. Mm-hmm. Then starting flat rate kind of thing. Moving up into uh, companies that are just farming out content. I'm um, specifically, I guess, the break was at Machinima. There was a wave where, I don't know why, but they wanted to get on Metacritic desperately, <laughs> and they met with the people who ran Metacritic, and they just threw out like they had like ten reviews, and they were like, "Hey, we're Machinima. What's it going to take for us to get on Metacritic?" And they just said, "You're going to need like a thousand reviews. Just Damn. something like, just leave the room. You oh. guys are not." So they went a thousand reviews. You got it. Oh, so no. they basically just started like farming it out to every writer they possibly could, and I was one of them. Great. Uh, I was happy to get the work. I didn't really mind, but anyway, that's kind of what got me into Machinima, and then working with Bruce, and uh, then writing for Inside Gaming Daily, and now here. 
Uh, the thing is though, I feel like you and I have spent a lot of time around games writers or people who call themselves games writers. And there's a whole lot of stuff in that scene that's kind of busted that there's not a whole lot of reason to talk about on a common mm -hmm. basis, but it's particularly topical because of what happened last week. Uh, Philip Mewson over at IGN um, basically got caught plagiarizing a wholesale. He he claims that it's not, and I think it that's kind of the mark of... I think he said it was not intentional. Yes, yeah. which means Philip doesn't understand what plagiarism is. Mm, which, I think it means Philip's lying. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, so it, yeah, I could read it as he genuinely doesn't know what plagiarism is. Maybe he thinks it's copy-pasting. Yeah, like yeah. I changed the words. He, he's basically doing what high school writers do yeah. when they have right. to do a book report, yeah. which is take the Wikipedia article, change around some of the words, swap some of the sentences, boom, it's my writing. No, it's not. Uh, anyway, so the, the timeline is there's a YouTuber, Boomstick, uh, alleges plagiarism from his review. Uh, IGN fired him, or fired Mewson, removes the review, issues a statement about it. Um, then it on happened, Saturday, I think in like 24 hours too, they did it pretty quick. It was very quick. Yeah. Uh, then um, Mewson smells. I'm gonna I'm gonna imply a lot here. It smells blood in the water. Sees sees his springboard. Uh, publishes a kind of non-apology. He it's, it's a lot of walkback kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. He's like I. It's been erased already. It, it lived for about four hours and he took it down. Yeah, I but, reached uh, out to him when uh, he had published the video because it was like, oh, this is the worst apology video I've ever seen. And that uh, <laughs> he called out. Jason Schreier from mm -hmm. Kotaku for yeah. digging into it. it was like, oh well, yeah, look for more stuff and Schreier has and he's found more stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah, they have but he, he also like brought up uh, people attacking his family, which is awful, but it's yeah. also just, you don't make an apology from the perspective of being defensive, like at least wait until you're not defensive anymore. And I, I messaged him, didn't know him very well, but you know, worked with him for, I think it was nine months or so. And I was like, you should take this down and you should apologize properly. This is not going to go well for you. Like, I highly advise against doing this. This is bad. Like, you need to own this. And he, I think, like, and I said this as well. I was like, I'm not sure if he did this for views. Like, I called him out on that. And he was like, I didn't, I didn't do it for views. He was I think like, it was well, monetized, though. It was it monetized. Was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, he calls out his own YouTube channel explicitly. So it's like, all of this here is my content. Yeah, he also like, yeah, said at the end something it. along the lines of like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, continue making content for you guys. So it, like, it, it is promotional. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think he's that conniving as a person, but it's like hard for me to say. Um, but it, I, yeah. I did call him out for that, and he was like, absolutely not. And then he was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know how to approach this. And I was like, I understand. Just take a break <laughs> and apologize. Yeah. I think it on that topic specifically. I think he was just following the game plan. Like yeah. that's what you do. Uh, everybody issues a sort of self-promoting apology video. So he was just doing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, kind of in the way that if you want to get into games media, you become a writer. Uh, and it seemed like he was just following that template too. Um, I don't know. It's funny too because, so there's a quote from the, the apology uh, video that he issued said, quote, the formula stays the, uh, stays the same for whatever, for, excuse me, let me start over. Yeah. <laughs> the formula stays the same for whatever product I'm reviewing. I do as much research as I can about it, whether it's a game, a product, or an event. I try to look at all resources that I have available to me before I start formulating my own critical opinions so that I can offer the most cohesive possible review. The bottom line is that what happened to the Dead Cells review was not at all intentional. So I think he also said that his review system was not that different to other reviewers, which mm -hmm. I think it super is. I Anything that I've ever reviewed, I will try to avoid reading any other opinions because I can be swayed really easily. Like Especially with people that I slightly agree with, I'll be like, Oh, I totally agree with that. And I could see how it would be unintentional 
you can take someone's idea accidentally and, and because it validated your own or you thought that it was yours. That, that can happen. It can't happen in a thing that's written the same. No. Like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The sentence structure and everything. Like, I, I read the articles and yeah. they, they were so similar. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was and like. consistently. Like, if it were like a couple of sentences, maybe it'd yeah. be like, okay, yeah, it makes sense that you'd have those two off for each other, but the whole thing is just exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. It was the case for all, like, I think, oh, I'm trying to remember the other games. It was like oh, the same as Return, FIFA. Yeah. 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 and it was all like the same kind of thing. It's like just similar structured all the sentences, just switching words around and stuff. And it's just, just adding it's, more words. Yeah, in. exactly. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know anybody that uh, does editorial reviews that, that goes and reads every other review. Um, I wrote editorial reviews for years for Attack of the yeah. Show, and that was actually I did exactly the same thing. I avoided everything because I didn't want to know. I couldn't. I was actually I couldn't be swayed. But mm-hmm. what I was worried about was accidentally dropping in things that I read on other reviews right. into my review. Yeah. Um, so I didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, what I did used to do was I used to write the, the whole review, make sure it was all basically like written and done, and then I would go to other reviews and see if I was way off. I sometimes would too, and that like I especially would, after publishing, I'd always oh, be like, yeah, yeah, let me read everyone else's to see like, am I insane? Right. Because sometimes wanted, you want to know if you've forgotten something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But I, I mean, because I trust there are other like I always trusted CNET. CNET was like a, a really good resource for technology reviews. And so I would write my review, make sure it was like, uh, you know, made sense to me logically. Mm-hmm. Then I'd read them, read theirs, and I'd be like, if I disagree with them, opinion, opinion-wise, I'd be like, eh, whatever. That's fine. No yeah. big deal. Um, I don't know anybody else, and I know a lot of games writers at X Play and G Four and Attack the Show and all that. They didn't do that. No, <laughs> they, did, they did not go and read other reviews. I think it's a terrible idea. Yeah. But it's also it's crazy with that one because that was technically the only other review up because the YouTuber had broken embargo mm-hmm. by a week. If that hadn't happened, Philip never would have been caught because I think for IGN he had only reviewed ports. He reviewed Switch ports. I'm not mm. sure if that's 100% true, but I'm of the impression he'd only reviewed like the Wolfenstein port and the Doom port. And the way that port reviews work there is. If you agree with the original body, you just like update it with a paragraph being like, yeah, I agree with this, and here's like my extra paragraph, and uh, then like you change the score. So he didn't really, he, he was effectively allowed to plagiarize the previous yeah. IGN <laughs> review, and it's just like you just add the part about the switch. Like I think that's pretty much how that works, but with, with this, it was like there's only other one other review out. If that guy had never broken embargo, he would have had to have written his own review, and he probably mm-hmm. never would have gotten caught, and no wow. one would have known. Not to side with him. No. Um, but it sounds like if he was doing that all the time, he thought that that was the right thing. No, it works. A lot of people know. do. Maybe he did. Yeah. I uh, from from my like volunteer, even into paid writing days, that's how a lot of them work because they they're not writers and they were never taught to be writers. He was definitely not a writer. He yeah. was a YouTuber with oh. a channel that had nine months of experience that just managed to get a job. Like yeah. he didn't have writing experience. It was a thing that like some people called out when he was like first hired me like I don't think this guy can write. His work had to be edited a lot. So it was like blatantly he was not a writer. Like straight up. He wasn't trying to be, I don't think. Yeah, and a lot of the people that I worked with um, you know, crawling through the ranks of volunteer websites and stuff, none of them are writers either. Nor mm-hmm. did they want to be. That was that was uh, incidental. They just wanted some kind of work in games media. Yeah. And writing seems like it has the lowest barrier to entry, and it kind of does. If you have a keyboard and any kind of text editing, you can can be a games reviewer. But that points to a lot of issues that I have with games reviews and the fact that I don't read them and haven't liked them for a very long time. I don't read them either. Yeah. A lot of them are written by non-writers, which um, I find it interesting. Even in his apology video, Philip still uses a bunch of boilerplate vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And you can, God, game reviewers smack this stuff because they read each other's (laughs) stuff so much. He said formulating instead of forming because that's just a yeah. word that they overuse. Mm-hmm. says cohesive, because that's a dumb word that, that reviewers use I a lot. Use cohesive yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it can mean something in context, but there are certain words that are overused. It, it reminds me of like, this was such a hot minute, but there was like a moment, I think it was like 2013, where everyone suddenly learned what draconian meant. Yeah. Uh, everyone was cramming it in everything, because yeah. everyone, everyone had groupthinks. It's just so weird. 
But yeah, you, I think, Bruce, to what you said, he didn't. He genuinely didn't think it was wrong because no one Maybe. told him. Yeah, I didn't. No one trained that. him to be a writer. Well, and that's. The, I was gonna say that. I, like, I know. Did you study journalism in college? Yeah, you did. I know. Obviously, I know you did, Alana. Um, I didn't. And so when I I wasn't taught to be a writer, mm. I just sort of knew the rules of journalism. So <laughs> when I when I started it, I was like, oh, well, it makes sense to me because it's supposed to be unbiased, and here are the ways it's unbiased. Yeah. And that was the and like basically that I just knew those rules because of common sense, I think it's probably, mm -hmm. and, and I had learned them along the way. I guess I it's possible that he didn't even know I was gonna say, I don't that. know that a lot of people know that. And if and if you're hired to be a, whatever, games journalist, and all of a sudden someone's like, write a review, you're never gonna say, oh, I can't do that. I, I won't be unbiased. No one's ever gonna do that. They're gonna be like, oh, <laughs> hell course, yeah. yeah. All right, all right, every games review, I love video games. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. like, and so they'll, they'll jump on it. They'll, I mean, they totally will. IGN um, has like a lot of very specific rules for stuff like that, where like, if you're friends with a dev or you visited their studio, you can't review their game. And I think that's really good. That's it's good, like, yeah. if you knew the team closely, you are off limits, you can't do it. And I think that's really good. And like, reviewing games at IGN was also really hard. Like it takes a lot of time and you often have a really small amount of time to do it. I saw actually a lot of comments giving him sympathy being like, well, what are the conditions? It's like, yeah, it's hard. He's still playing games for a living. Like it's not like he's in a sweatshop. Like yeah. it's or not, there's no excuse for it. Yeah. I, I hadn't considered that he didn't realize it was plagiarism. Uh, that doesn't make it not plagiarism. That, that's, that's where it gets weird. Like you were still hired to do a job and just because People trusted you to know how to do that job, and you didn't. That doesn't make it not your fault. Oh, absolutely, it's yeah. totally his fault. Yeah, so like because it's also that's like one thing I saw the internet talking about is like, well, IGN should be testing for this. You you can't you can't check YouTube videos mm -hmm. like everywhere for plagiarism. It's just not a thing. Like it, they could they could do better a better job of hiring someone who has written experience. Like obviously that's that's a no brainer. But like it, you can't put a plagiarism checker through every single YouTube video yeah. or suggest an editor watch every YouTube video on the topic. It's just not possible. Or on top of that, you can't even really afford a staff of quality trained writers to crank out the volume of material right. that websites often need. That's especially totally the biggest thing. It's like they, they, games writers don't get paid anything. And, and I mean, perhaps they deserve more, but it's not really about that. The market doesn't really have a lot of money flowing through it for written games coverage. Yeah. Um, some people will dispute that, I'm sure, but I don't know, I, I, I follow a lot of people, a lot of writers I like on Twitter, and they're, I think very rightly, frequently upset at the lack of paying work for what they do. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of the free market. Uh, I don't know, it, it's interesting to see the, the, the divert, like the split in perception. Um, a lot of people argue that, that written games coverage needs to exist because it is valuable, fine, but it is enthusiast press to the nth degree. Mm -hmm. Totally. To have somebody like spend 20 minutes reading words about an entertainment medium or even a work in an entertainment medium, yeah, it's gonna be a pretty small group of people that are qualified enough to do that and get paid to do that. Yeah. So I wrote a few things at IGN that took me like six months to write, like six months to interview 20 people, wow, which wow. is what I would actually consider journalism. That's, but yeah. even that doesn't necessarily pay well because it takes you a really long time and won't guarantee views, so any employee is going to be like, well, this is, how do we know this is worth our time? It's like, sure. Like, I would say I, any, any journalist at a newspaper would be saying the exact same thing. They're not getting yeah. paid, yeah. you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to do, you know, uh, exposés on Donald Trump. Right. They're doing it because they care. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Um, which I think is cool. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, not, not to nitpick, but journalism isn't where it's about now, where Donald Trump does actually bring in a lot of views and eyeballs. It, oh, that's, yeah, that's true, true. too. Yeah, you're right yeah. that. But uh, yes, in the past, there have been a lot of people doing very hard work, like even at city level stuff, being like, this guy stole a lot of money, money from the water district right, of right. California. And everybody's like, I don't give a shit, man, there's porn on the internet, <laughs> did you know that? Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, I'm not gonna say that you know games journalists are doing it for love of craft. Um, some, some are. They're doing yeah. it for the love of video games, but not the craft of writing. 
Okay. Is what I would say about. I think there's probably a split. Yeah, I do think that um, a lot of games media is because they love games, not necessarily because they love journalism. And someone had made a joke about me once uh, that was like, "Oh, one of the rarest degrees in games journalism, journalism." He was like, "Yeah, it's like it's really it's really uncommon, just because you don't need it to get into the industry because mm -hmm. everyone wants to get into the industry. So it's like mm -hmm. they just keep hiring up these younger people over and over again and training them up and then just moving on to the next ones. It's like that cycle just never ends." Yeah. Yeah, so I, I put together a list of grievances that I've largely gone through already. Ooh. Uh, one of the, uh, oh yeah, a couple of other bullet points I never got to. Uh, that writers that are hired rarely have the bank of knowledge to talk about games credibly. Um, most people that play games play what they like, which is fine. Yeah. I think if you graduate to another level of appreciating it, you'll play games you don't like just because you want to understand them. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. kind of like movies. If you really love movies, you're not only going to watch the genres you like, you're yeah. going to watch everything. Yeah, I was playing every game so that I had an opinion on every game. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think a lot of writers or reviewers do that. Go like Willingly go through that education of being like, I'm going to play this entire series all the way back to the 80s or whatever. No, yeah, that would be really uncommon. Yeah. For everyone, but like every game release I think is pretty, pretty standard, but you maybe only play like two hours. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you play Just every game so that you're like, I know what this is, but actually going back into a history of something, probably not. Yeah. And then the yeah, there was the other other aspect of like a lot of game reviewers will read a lot of game reviews mm -hmm. and then write towards that rather than developing their own style because that requires a little bit of uh, courage and, and artistic direction. <laughs> yeah. It's well, way easier to just copy My biggest criticism there. of games media is, and we were talking about this before, but that I think a lot of games journalists write for other games journalists in a way that it's like, I'm writing this because my peers on Twitter will find it interesting and not because the audience will find it interesting. Mm. And that is, like, I've always been caught in this war. I started a YouTube channel three years after I was working in games media. So I'd, I, as soon as that happened, I was in this strange war of where YouTube meets games media and they both just hate each other. Mm -hmm. And there's things that YouTubers do really well, which is actually pay attention to what their audience wants and interact with their audience and, like, make content for that audience. And I, I think, like, that's one thing that games journalism could learn from what YouTube does correctly or what new media does correctly, whereas with games media, it's just so much of like, well, but here's what my peers will like. Maybe I'll get an award for this, and I hate <laughs> that. It's like, it doesn't, it, it, sure, maybe I like what you've read, being in the circles where I'm friends with a lot of those people, but I don't think that that's effective when you're not writing for the people in your audience. They can also be really hard to write for, though. Sometimes you just get mad about everything. You're like, I thought this was perfectly safe, but you're angry at me. <laughs> I don't know what you want. That's the internet, though. Yeah, it's true. That's the way the internet works. I never thought about it that way. I can I can see how it, it is funny. I, I always remember being a kid and wondering where like games culture would go mm -hmm. um, because there wasn't much of one. It was just me and whatever kids at school I could find to talk to about it. And I always wondered, will it get to the point where like there was like a cool crowd who play like indie video games and look down on people who play popular games? Yes. Will there be like yeah. nose in the yeah, <laughs> yeah like nose in the air writers Movies. who look down on popular yeah. games? Yeah, it's, a movie yeah, it's exactly the same. It's movie culture. We got there, everyone. Yeah. yeah still, I mean like. When games get that big, they're—I mean—they're the biggest entertainment industry in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Larger than movies, larger than television. Yeah. So of course we're gonna get there. Mm -hmm. Same deal. Yeah, if there weird. are people who are like, I don't like GTA. It's too popular. Yeah, it's yes. probably a thing. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. There are. Like video game hipsters. Yeah. There are so, lots of those. I've met lots. How do you think they dealt with Minecraft? They're like, you know, for oh the first God. two years when it was alpha, it was great, and now it sucks. Yeah. Like, what was the switch for them when they're like, it's not cool anymore? That's yeah, music. We're, we're <laughs> the yeah, switch. you're right, it is. Because there's a new popular thing every year. Yeah. So there's just like infinite generations of video game hipsters going all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jacob, you haven't said much. Not that you need to, but I don't know, what's your take on all this? You, you don't seem... How much games journalism have you consumed in your life? <laughs> I mean, not too much. Maybe when popular games come out, like maybe there'll be another Halo or something. I'm like, oh, Halo. We'll see if, like what people are saying about it and yeah, stuff. There's like, a new one of those coming. 
Yeah, I'm super excited. <laughs> Halo Infinite. Jacob also gets excited about everything. I he's do. just That's generally good. positive. It's a good quality you know, to have. Positive guy. Yeah. yeah. So I enjoy so many things, but um, I mean, it's a pretty vanilla amount of. Like games journalism consumption. I mean, I feel like that's the norm. Yeah, which is why I find it so odd that it's, I don't know, that that all of the big games media sites aren't trying to go into the direction of personality. Like, I feel like that's the way the industry is headed in, and it's like I've I seen them try. Yeah, and they just can't. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't work. It's like it's the, a different the, the times yeah. when I do consume anything, I'm usually like just between things that I actually care about. It's like okay, I'm on the toilet or something. I want to flick through Kotaku or something, see what there is. No, there's nothing, I'm out of here. Mm. Okay. It's stuff like that, yeah. but like. So you're the rare person who actually plays games as opposed to getting mad about them on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> I do like playing video games, yes. Good for you, Jacob. But yeah, I think, no, I don't really spend too much time reading about stuff, but like when there's things I'm genuinely interested in and I want to like hear some other opinions about it, just to like see what, um, how like my thoughts compare. I mean, luckily I'm not like writing a review or anything, so I don't have to worry about <laughs> being influenced that much. But sometimes I'm just curious yeah. about what other people are thinking and saying. Yeah. So I get that. Cool. Uh, well, this podcast is also sponsored by Movement. It's time for journalism or something. <laughs> uh, Movement claims that they have not only introduced tons of new watch collections for both men and women, but they've expanded to sunglasses and fashion-forward bracelets. Well, what do you need? Uh, here uh, they are. Wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I wore my uh, watch and I wore this. Hold on, I'll wear them. Yeah, you can wear them. I'll wear them. Be a cool beach boy with your watch and your sunglasses. Wow. Cool. You guys do look cool. Cool, cool bros telling the time and not getting sun in our eyes. Are those women's sunglasses? No. Uh, I don't think no. so. No. <laughs> These are either they're unisex or they're men's. Come on, Alana. They look manly to me. Look how cool I look. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good point. Yeah, uh, sure. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was cool. Yeah. Damn, manly. Huh. Whoa. <laughs> huh. Point being between this watch and these sunglasses that movement actually updates their lines pretty often. Uh, in the past when they'd advertise, I'd go through, pick out, pick out some stuff, order it up, feel like I was set. No, they proved me wrong. Around every, I want to say every four months or so, they have like new lines up. So if you looked in the past and found, maybe didn't find a watch you liked or a pair of sunglasses you liked or a bracelet that you liked, uh, you should check it out again because um, they are updating all the time. They started just $95 for a nice watch. It's a good gift or a good accent piece if you're trying to develop your uh, your fashion game. And uh, it's, it's simple, which I'm all about. I don't need uh, I don't need text messages on my, my wrist. No thank you. Talk to me in person. Find me. It's part of a game that I play. <laughs> uh, you can get 50% off your movement order today with free shipping and free returns if you happen to not enjoy your products by going to movement.com slash dude soup. Once more, that's 15% off free shipping and free returns at movement.com slash dude soup. That's uh, mvmt.com slash dude soup. So thank you, Movement, for the sponsorship and for the sweet sunglasses. I uh, I really want to take those, but I feel like I need them to keep them They're here. Awesome. For ad reads. <laughs> actually, I like, nice, nice I like the sunglasses. Acetate, not plastic. It actually makes a difference. They feel a little, feel a little weightier. Mm. I feel mm. like I won't snap them. I don't know. I break a lot of things, myself included, in my life. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, we love that. Uh, <laughs> Yep. A lot of only been here a few weeks. Yeah, already Again, yeah. it's the one time I sneezed and snapped the handle off my refrigerator. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's always that, okay, so this is, this is going to sound self-aggrandizing and it's not meant to be. But there's always that scene in every Superman movie where he realizes he has superpowers. You're not Superman. Usually though. by just crushing some mundane object. You're wearing a right? sling. Like, 
Maybe that's just to fool you. Clark Kent probably wore a sling once or twice. I don't know that he did. And everyone bought did. into it. I don't think he did. Well, I'm, maybe? I don't think so. I think no. that'd be funny though, right? You wish. Anyway. Yeah, I uh, like about this refrigerator handle. Yeah, sounds, he's like, I'm gonna be impressed. He's opening the refrigerator and it just pops off. He's opening the car door and the whole door pops off and he looks really Oh yeah, whoa. I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, it's basically that, every week with me. Except I break <laughs> something valuable. And, and people are like, hurt. motherfucker. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and I too pretend strong. to get hurt. So nobody's, nobody suspects. I don't, I'm, ah. I don't want to hit you to find out if you're actually hurt. So I'm not going to do it. <laughs> you caught me in the doggo place. You like clapped me on the shoulder. And I was like, oh, that's right. I apologize. <laughs> you totally missed the sensitive area. <laughs> but shit. It's funny, too, because Stephanie will forget. In the span of about 20 minutes, forget if I'm injured anywhere. And then just like really dig in. Blaine like, does that to me <gasps> constantly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <we> do, <laughs> like accidentally hurt me when I'm already sore. Yeah. yeah, that's happened to me before. I got... Um, when I was in high school, I got surgery. I had like, it was like a little, there's a scar right there. Oh, yeah. It was like yeah. a little, like some kind of calcium Showing deposit or something. What? It was like- You had a corn growing out of your arm? <laughs> no, but it um, like it made the skin look like that, kind of weird mm -hmm. and like almost translucent. You could, then you could feel an object under the skin. Ew. And it'd be like, it felt like there was like a hole in my skin with something in the middle of it. And I got that removed, uh, which is really weird because I was awake. And it took like 15 minutes. Um, they give you anesthetic, right? Yeah, and it feels horrific because you feel a pulling yeah, you feel all the tugging yeah. and uh, slicing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. But then I went back to school and a very enthusiastic friend of mine ran out to me. He's like, Jacob! And he punched me in the arm <laughs> right where the closer <laughs> to you was. I was just sitting there like, just paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> paralyzed with joy at seeing your old buddy again. Yeah. yeah. All right. I immediately started bleeding all over my shirt so he knew it was up. <sighs> oh, yikes. Uh, that was weird. That was Stephen Subtick. Stephen Subtick, everybody. Forgot that we were broadcast. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, I'm pretty Yeah, we have, we have nothing but sorrows today, Bruce. So here is uh, someone. Really long. Image hosted by Angel Fire. Good. Um, uh, which I think means that that image link is down. But uh, take it away, Bruce. This is a, this is somebody. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh wow. Somebody coming to uh, intense conclusions about what has happened in their life and what might be happening now, it's also dated 2005. Okay, um, this post, well, where was this? This was on DeviantArt. DeviantArt, okay. This post is from Overthrown on DeviantArt. I think that's the title of the, I'm not sure who it's from. The title of this passage is Overthrown, sorry. Oh, okay, the title. Should, should uh, almost 13 years ago to the day, Monday, that? August 1st, 2005. I don't know what good rumors are right now. There's a lot of talk going on about what happened to Jerk, the co-founder of DA. One such rumor is that he was overthrown as president of DA, by, there's a link there, it's and dead. that Spied has some seriously radical plans for DA now that he's in power. I don't know how to feel right now, but if these rumors are true and that Jerk was overthrown in a hostile takeover, then I'm afraid I might have to leave. You see, I've been overthrown too, and I know what it feels like. <laughs> Several years ago, I learned my college had an anime night. I was thrilled, since anime was really important to me and I had a rather large collection to share. I was disappointed at how the president ran the club, though. We only had a few people show up each week, about three to four. He was inconsiderate, rude, showed only movies he liked, which were usually pretentious, artistic, art house style animes, which make you want to bang your head on something. I know, right? The worst. He slowly began leaving the anime club to focus more on his studies, and thus I was handed the throne. It was quite a red letter day for me, and I vowed I would do everything to turn the club around. Spent weeks planning out themes, finding the, the, <laughs> the right animes to show, learning, learning the controls of the projector, Making audio CDs to play during breaks, promoting it with flyers, creating info sheets for the specific anime we were showing, and just doing everything I could to make it better. 
I did that for two years. Wow. wow. What a sacrifice. That around, anime club sounds pretty legit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, 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 it sounds well like run. But, uh -oh. but around the third year, I was getting a bit desperate. Oh, no. I was running low on anime. <laughs> 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 and my college life was interfering with running the club. Bullshit. Sacrifice that life. I needed help. <laughs> so I turned to one of my friends, quote, mm. at the time. Drama. Slowly, he began to take control. He would run the projector, announce breaks, and even contribute to the club. But as time passed, I realized he was doing more than just that. What? <laughs> At meetings, he would always find a way to top what I said or say something after me. Bitch. He would insert movies he liked rather than what people wanted to see. He started promoting himself as the club president when, in fact, I had not given him that title. <laughs> he said... <laughs> he started showing more risque movies, which oh, I was not wow. allowed to show Ooh. due to a prior conflict with the school. <laughs> what the hell? He tried to show hentai and got in what trouble. What happened there? That's exactly what that means. Uh, most of the new anime he showed were fan service type and had oh, no real content to them. He even was able to get us a budget from the college to spend on buying new anime, later to be donated to the library. Anime was which uh, anime which mysteriously stayed in his collection afterwards. Mm. It sounds like this guy was actually really good at running Yeah, he was yeah. fucking... And the other guy wanted it. to watch hentai yeah. and got fucked. Yeah. Uh, before I realized what was going on, I had completely lost control. He was a pretty boy and flirted with all the female members. All the females. Oh, the females. Gaining their support <laughs> oh, against no. me. Oh, I turned him against you. <laughs> he got so many people on his side that my efforts were futile and I left. Those damn women's. In the year Feels. that I had posted him as my <laughs> helper, He'd managed to seize from me one of the most important things I had ever done. I cannot watch anime anymore thanks to him. <gasps> no! Oh, it's just, oh my it just God. brings back so many hateful and hurtful memories. So I know what it's like to be overthrown. It's not pleasant. It hurts deep inside and you never see it coming. I sure didn't see it coming, though looking back in retrospect, I should have. If something like this has happened to Jark and, and Spide is responsible, then I'm afraid my sympathies are with Jark. And I don't know how I'd feel contributing to this website that is run by someone who's taking power over another person involuntarily. That's wrong. Uh, like I said earlier, I don't know what to think, as no one is giving me any answers. I really just want to know what happened and what will happen to DA now that Jark is gone. If it becomes a popularity contest like Spide seems to be implying, then that's final, and I'll look for someplace else to post my art. Keep your cool, read between the lines, and listen carefully. That's my only advice. Peace out. Mm. Injustice. Mm. I really like the part where Tragedy. they were worried because they were running out of anime. The wellspring was out of anime. Try. <laughs> a prior conflict a with the school just hentai. He was 100 <laughs> looking at yeah, porn. I complained because I was watching porn with the volume all no, the way up. No, it's hentai. It's art. It's art. Yeah. You're right. It's different. It can explore themes, all right? Porn <laughs> is just machinery. It sounds like the second guy was really good at running it, though. I'm he like, was really good at running anime club, obviously, because he not only like ran a sweet club with budgets and yeah. like got a bunch yeah. of people in. But then also, females liked him. Yeah, females. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's hard to do. Yeah. The that implies at least a lot. <laughs> Slow takeover. Yeah, more than one. Yeah, yeah he even worked the, he worked the systems. He worked them all. Yeah. Got those free anime got DVDs. Funding. It sounds got to me the females like on his side. He's yeah. the better president. Shh. Alpha, yeah. the alpha nerd. Well, the second guy didn't know was that the first guy wrote the same thing about him. Yeah. Before oh, that. Wow. Some say the cycle is still continuing today. Yeah. Just like Neo in the Matrix. It's like the Sith. Like Neo in the Matrix. Uh, <laughs> the, the apprentice comes up, usurps the master. <laughs> it, make, it makes sure that the strongest anime nerd is always in control. <laughs> you gotta be strong out there. You gotta get three females on your side. 
I like yeah. that he put, he, he put fan service anime. Yeah, yeah, it's porn. trash. <laughs> Whatever. We don't need we don't need broad appeal. We got anime on our side. <laughs> anime just shows about cooking. This show is sponsored by Blue Apron. There's your segue. <laughs> uh, Blue Apron sponsors this show. Uh, they don't sponsor our anime club yet. Blue Apron. Uh, but their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everybody. I can attest uh, since starting Blue Apron. Uh, I've been cooking at home a lot more. It's been nice to get out of my uh, crappy single dude thing of having a bag of Funyuns and vodka for dinner. Oh um, my god. <laughs> don't, don't knock it till you try it. No, it's not don't good. Don't try it. Food is better. Uh, they also, they also uh, push the universe towards getting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home chefs. Uh, there is less food waste when you do Blue Apron. It can be, I don't know, what it, shopping as a single person is tough. I just learned that grocery stores have something called a bachelor loaf. Which is a half loaf of bread, which is what I always wanted. Um, yeah, it's uh, they don't make a whole lot of serving or a whole lot of food portions for the single person, especially the single person that's not trying to eat a lot. So I always had this trouble when I was single of buying a lot of food, making like one or like basically meals for five days of the week, and then it all start going bad. You won't have that problem with Blue Apron. Uh, and also, since uh, Blue Apron sponsors this podcast a lot, I'm going to introduce you guys to the next episode of Cooking with Lawrence, where I share with you all of the hard rot knowledge that I get by cooking with Blue Apron. Uh, this week is, so I'm, I'm getting a little saucy, getting a little spicy, pun intended. Ooh, saucy, yeah. Um, yeah spicy. I, uh, I'm mixing up my salts. Got different salts now. Got a little salt whale. It's a cute. It's a little porcelain whale, and you'd like have a little spoon, and you'd get salt out of its mouth. That's adorable. Yeah, it's really, really cute. Wait, it, it's a different kind of salt? It is. It's, it's larger grains of salt, like larger rock salt. Uh, I started with like just iodized powdered salt, mm -hmm. went up into the flakes, and now I'm experimenting with even larger grains of salt. That's a textural delight. It is. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> but, Jacob, one of the one of the problems is when you mix up your salt, the proportions aren't the same. Okay. Mm. So my advice to you is even if you're just beginning to season, um, taste your food often and go in small steps until you get a, a feel for how much you need. Because I accidentally came very close to oversalting a dish. Because I just put on a little sprinkle, thought I was being cautious, but whale salt has some kick to it, so I wasn't uh, prepared for that. Uh, I did taste it, and I was like, "Oh, dang, that's right on the level." And I'm, I actually can eat really salty food, so it may have been way too salty mm. for other. But yes, taste your food, um, but be hygienic. Don't taste and then put the spoon back in, well, unless you're cooking you for yourself. It. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, just watch out for that. Watch your salt size. Good to know. You're welcome. Appreciate. You didn't actually she didn't say thank you. You're welcome, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. But Blue Apron, thank you as well for uh, teaching me these important lessons about salt. Uh, you can check out this week's Blue Apron menu and get your first three meals for free at blueapron.com soup, which I'm going to say is probably the best vanity URL they possibly have. I would agree. Uh, blueapron.com soup. Get your first three meals for free and check out all the menu, uh, menus and recipes coming up. They have like a Top Chef's tie-in. They just finished a Bob Burgers tie-in, which is really cool. Ooh. Quantum of Salsa Burger. Was that nice. Quantum of Salsa? Yeah. Better than the movie. <laughs> Sorry, whoever directed that one. I still don't know what one. that movie's about. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't... I Incomprehensible. All right, uh, blueapron.com slash soup. Thank you, Blue Apron. All right, let's get into hard netting. Uh, there it is. There. I never noticed yeah. that Cat 50 thing at the beginning of that hard net. Yeah, Cat 5E, baby. Oh, oh 5E. Yeah, that's, that's carrying all the data, all the bits. All right, Lana, are you, are you familiar with hard netting? I am. Oh, you are? Wow. I am. Big fan of the, of the show. Uh, <laughs> it's my favorite segment. 
All right, that's why it's at the end. Gotta get that watch time. So, <laughs> Hot Pokemon Trainer is the current champ. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with this one. Oh yeah, Hot Pokemon. I mean, it, it's basically what it says on the tin, really. He's a Hot Pokemon Trainer. So it's just a, a hot Wait, picture. Wait, it's a guy who's hot and plays Pokemon. The guy is the self-professed Hot Pokemon. I then why him. are there so many photos of women and children? So there's there he is, is that there. Him? That's that's our Hot Pokemon Trainer getting attacked by a little Beedrill mm. there in the forest. Okay. Blocking it's, it with those. That is pretty forearms. cool. Yeah, yes. he, he does get jacked up by Pokemon a lot, uh, and his he used to just take photos, but now he's divided it into stories and acts. He's got white teeth. Wow, he has Ox? So Arc Whoa. 1, The Legendary Trouble, I did some reading, uh, given that this is the current champion I wanted to get, get some research in. So Arc 1, I'm not going to lie, it's a little all over the place, not the most directed of narratives, but uh, Arc 1 begins, uh, he meets up with Brock. Uh, who says, I need to pack for the trip, find a replacement, meet at the gym, let's meet back here in three days. Cool. And those three days, I don't know, he goes, he climbs a mountain, he goes to the woods, he gets licked by a ghost. Um, ghastly. <laughs> he, uh, ghastly. Yeah, Ghastly. I guess Growlithe. He, he fights a random Pokemon trainer. He, he gets people in his life, I guess, to post for I was going to say, he knows a woman? He knows several. I mean, he's a hot Pokemon trainer. Bro. All right, all right. So, uh, I'm aroused. Uh, he, and, he and Brock hit the old trail there. They're ready to go. What is that? I don't know. That's some new gen shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're going. Uh, yeah, the, when it gets out, out of the original 150, I get a Even like lost. shadows them and stuff. Yeah, the shadows are impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, the, uh, they have some. Geodude some and all Rough travels. Uh, they get to a legendary Pokemon, which I guess was the where they were going. That wasn't really quite established, but. Uh, uh, there's a rough fight with another trainer. Someone else shows up. There's like a weird orb there. Wait, who's that big giant hand? Uh, that sorry, that's, that's the Lugia, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's Lugia's the wing. Oh, the yeah. Edge yeah. Of the, that's the legendary. Hey, he's staying yeah. consistent though. He's like keeping. There's little water of effects face. in there and everything. Yeah. Who's, what's up with that kid? Uh, it's just a little ten-year-old. Why is he? Uh, little bro is turning ten, so that's. Oh uh, yeah, that's oh, so when that you get really your Pokemon. Doesn't have anything to do with the story. Then. Little hot Pokebro. Yeah, it's a little bit of an aside because the exact the next picture is oh. him getting lasered in the stomach. Uh, oh my god. Why does that never happen in the games? He goes to the hospital, so he's all tore up there. Wow. Which somehow they let him take photos he's in, in a hospital. actual hospital. He really yeah, is. I know. <laughs> is this what you saw in the ER? Uh, man, I wish. This guy. He's pooping himself on him. He's like, I was shitting himself, got attacked by. Oh, yeah, his name is Gray, by the way. Uh, that also wasn't quite revealed until okay. this screen. His squirtle was stolen. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you. That's, that's the operative uh, plot point here. Gray awakes in the hospital. Brock is there, um, not doing a whole lot. His squirtle's, squirtle's stolen. Um, what is that picture of his he, face? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he's remembering he's, his squaddle fondly. Oh, he's, he's reminiscing all of the times of the That's squirrel. That's very there. sad. Oh, they had such a good time. Also, I don't know what emotion up. that is. It's sheer joy, Jacob. Is it? Yes. It looks like he might be crying. Yeah. His eyes are tears. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, okay, maybe this is him in current times, and here are all the happy memories that he has. With yeah, this. still unclear, but... All right, so then they go to the beach. Uh, a bit of a bit of an aside. He forgets about a squirrel. I guess he was okay. Yeah, he's fine actually. Uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, Professor Eden calls him. <laughs> I like that he changed one of his contacts' name to Professor Eden. I made them call him. I know. Cross <laughs> <laughs> the guy. Charge your phone. He got <laughs> he got some coordinates, which turns out was his living room. Uh, <laughs> oh, That's convenient. Oh yeah, and then there's a little meme tie in here. Yodel Kid versus Hot Pokemon Trainer. Oh, wow, he's actually there. Yeah, he, he found him. Uh, so yeah, some, some brief photos, like he's chilling with his Bulbasaur. Alright, then he goes into his living room. Uh, there's Pokemon there. Does he have a fire sword? Yes. That's he does. not it canon. Like it. I don't he, think that's canon. That woman's casting sword. a spell. Yeah, that's not canon either. It's the Hot Pokemon Trainer canon. Oh. Uh, so he battles Jesse, 
uh, vanquishes her with what I believe is also a Ratchet and Clank gun. Um, he killed her. All right, yeah. Knocked her out, put okay. her in laser binds, and it's demanding to know where Squirtle is. So we're back on Squirtle oh, now. Oh, she stole Squirtle. Okay, I see. Time to find out what she knows. I mean, maybe. So how did Professor Eden know where she was? Uh, in his living room. That's so. a good question. Plot maybe hole. that'll be revealed in Arc 2. Mm. The Legendary Trouble, <laughs> which we haven't gotten to yet. So Why is it called the Legendary Trouble again? That's the that's the Arc 1 finish. I, if oh, I scroll up a little bit, I'll make it. He posted again. Your precious Squirtle is long gone from here. Everything is going perfectly according to plan, uh, says <laughs> Jesse. So there's a there's a mm, plot I see. to ad, uh, abduct Squirtle, and that's where we have to leave off in this round of Hardnetton. So yeah, that's the end of arc one. Finn. Oh my gosh, oh. whatever will happen next? Arc On the two, edge the grim of reality. my seat. Grim oh, reality. Please, please, please no more. No more this All right. week, Bruce. All right. Uh, that is going up against, this is actually a pretty, I won't say well-known, but established. All these hashtags. Hashtag Roblox Naruto. trying to hit those, those search terms. Flex Hashtag SEO. Pokemon community. So this is H.J. Freaks. Um, Whoa. H.J. Freaks. Cool. He's a fucking monster on the you page. Know, you know which thumbnail to click first? This one? Yes. Obviously. Yeah. his fantasy base cover. Censored. But I can do that. All right. Hell yeah. Oh my yeah, goodness. <gasps> oh boy. He just showed off a little too much there. Yeah, he's got some goodies. For sure. But he, he can he can slap out some, some licks, let me tell you. So he plays baseball dressed as a, a sexy lady? Is that their catch? Um, well, not always sexy, but a lot of cute lady outfits, yes. He's pretty good. He's looking very good. He looks happy, too. Yeah, he does seem happy. Yeah. I'm happy He's for him. He's just having fun. He's having a good time. So that's a lot of guitars. He is shredding as well. Yeah, he is shredding. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's cool. Point. Uh, wow. More, super, please. Super yeah, like, as you can see, there's a variety of, of fashions and styles here. Uh, Whoa! That's, that one that's, the bottom that's left. a widespread. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this one right wow. here. Wow. I see a lot of straps. Well, it looks like some nice beachwear. And looks wear. like a clown. Does he play anything that we would know? Yeah, maybe his most popular song. I like it's a nice bikini. But I don't know it. Yeah. One piece. All right. Whatever sort, it is. sort by most pop. Yeah. I, I saw ACDC up there. Oh, somewhere. what? All right. Yeah. Go. Back in Black, I saw that too. Oh, okay. Come on, baby. Something Dragon Force or something. Mm. 3.8 million what views. What is it? What song is it? Look at it. That's probably just J pop. Okay, but it. I, get, I think it has three million views because it Gundam style. straight up looks like a lady in yeah, there. Yeah, actually. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> they get in there. It's like, a good I've thumbnail. been tricked. It's a good thumbnail. I got it. This is a classic, man. 2009. Sounds like Android in the UK, but it's not. It ca- yeah, I, I totally go to me. Oh, it's K-On. Okay. Not that that makes okay, sense. Now I don't know. <laughs> you know what it is now, Jacob? The big uh, fan of K-On? Oh, uh, yeah, totally. He's really good. Yeah, he's super, super good. Let me see, actually, on his about page. Maybe he has a. There's a whole bunch of them in that, though. In that thumbnail. Oh, sorry. Mm. Oh, he's got a Nico. The rated oh. R super stupid bassist. Ooh. It's a really good tagline. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Jacob, you were pointing out something. Oh, I just saw multiple men in Ooh. one. There Ooh. it is. Oh, yeah, bottom, uh, bottom left. Yeah, I don't oh. know if it's just copy paste. I think it's copy paste. Dang it, I've been I think, fooled. I think he's getting he's getting pretty good at those thumbnails. That would have been a click for me. Oh, we got a little... Attack on Titan. Oh. Attack on Titan? <laughs> wow. Wow. Look at that smile. Give me that smile, HJ. Uh, wow, he really went for it. 
Yeah, look at this. Still smiling. How long is he gonna go for it? Is he still going for it? Oh, the guy's gonna eat you. Oh. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no more background. This is <laughs> just gonna whip it out in front of the blue screen. Yeah. That's my favorite Attack on Titan outfit. <laughs> yeah, the little <laughs> camo, camo miniskirt. Yeah, the bra. It's super good. Yeah. He is really good. I'm actually very impressed. I'm really glad he played on Attack on Titan. 1.2 million views? People, uh, people are on it. All right, it's time to bring it down to a vote. Man, uh, fucking nailed that. Hot Pokemon nailed trainer. Uh, bear in mind, if you vote him down, you will never know what happened to a Squirtle. That's <laughs> a good point. Uh, and then HJ Freaks, the bassist phenom from Japan, who wears very cute clothing. Uh, Bruce, mm. who are you voting for? HJ Freaks for yeah. that Attack on Titan rendition. That's good. Blew me away. Blew me away. <laughs> And it also made me sad because Attack on Titan has changed their theme song every season. This and most it, recent was very chill. Yeah, and it bums me out. I want to hear very that. Sleepy. I, that 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 old one is is so good. I just want to see that video before every episode. I'm fine with yeah, that. I'm fine with that. Uh, Alana, who would you be voting for? Whoa, Splatoon! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Whoa! Look at that kick he was doing. This one's tough, uh, but I think I'm also gonna go with HK Freaks. HK Freaks, um, too. I am very impressed by Hot Pokemon Trainer's shading and shadowing skills. <laughs> yes, but it effort. was the non-canon fire sword ah. and the magic that really threw me off, you know? Yeah. There was, I mean, not to not to make you re-guess your, your choices there, but there was at least a point in the arc where he received uh. those items. But why would they be in Pokemon? Why is anything? Elemental sword, plasma gun. These are all things. Uh, yeah, I'll take it for the stuff. for record keeping purposes. Where's your vote going? Hmm. Click out of the uh, hot Pokemon trainer stuff. Let me get a good look at that. Real quick. Let me just, just run my eyes over. Like right that's now. really impressive, though. Bulbasaur with shadows. Yeah, no, he's not bad at Photoshop. Yeah, like there's obvious effort there, but oh, man, he's just having such a good time. Yes. HJ Freaks. He just and then like, I also don't like this. Yeah, yeah. Mixing all this family stuff in with this narrative. No, it's, it's a dialogue. Oh. Then play it. Oh. This is part of the this narrative. Might, this might change my opinion. It's this. If there's some motion graphics in here. He wasn't there. Was there anything else? There was this woman, and she attacked me right off the bat. He just stared straight at the camera. <laughs> She had long pinkish Why hair. Why is he spiking the lens? I can He's looking at the monitor. Yeah. yeah. He wants to make sure he looks okay. By the way, it worked perfectly. No, I'm good. I'm still hot. It's gotta be on brand. HD Freaks wins. Even though my Squirtle wasn't there, yeah. she knew about my Squirtle. Oh, oh this is so what boring. What did she say about Squirtle? But talking about the Squirtle. What did she say about the Squirtle? Oh, we'll never know. I do like. I do like that he that he tried to be. I don't know. That's stupid. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's not bad. Execution's not, not very good. Yeah. Well, congratulations, HJ Freaks. You've you've certainly freaked us with your HJ. I don't think this is an HJ Freaks video. No, I don't think it is either. It's just Splatoon covers. I just Which, by see the way, Splatoon has fucking awesome music. It does. Yeah. If no one knew that. I just want to see how far HJ Freaks goes in this competition. Where else is there to go? Yeah, he's already mastered know. the bass and fashion. Guaranteed, guaranteed he's done this nude. We just don't have the video on YouTube. Yeah, that's true. Guaranteed. Yeah. I just want to see what gets cooked up next week to face HJ Freaks. He's not too shabby. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Kiss Cactus is really loving his victory. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> it's glad. amazing. Still need, to, still need to get that plaque all printed up <laughs> one of these days. Good. 
Uh, but speaking of doing things one of these days, sometimes podcasts have to end. Uh, but we'll have another one next week. So, well, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, I'd appreciate it if you recommend it to a friend, leave a rating, leave a review, or just go on with your day and have a good one. That's, uh, that's, that's thanks enough for me. Uh, and we'll catch you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, and if you're watching live, stay tuned for the post show. Holy shit, we got a lot of fan art to catch up on. So look forward to that. Bye, everybody. Farewell.